It is Wednesday, the 29th day of March, 2023, and America is again drowning in thoughts and prayers while one community counts and clears another pile of bodies. Yet, here we are, a glorious day for the savings accounts of the country's politicians as all of that gun lobby cash is going to start rolling in again. And the right can confidently stand in front of a microphone and, and say, it ain't the guns. While the left wags a crooked, old, wrinkly finger in disapproval. The kicker with this one the other day in uh, Nashville is uh, it is basically a GOP wet dream. Is not only their little binky, the AR-15, shredded a few more kids, but the killer apparently and allegedly identified as trans. Of course, that satchel of dog shit, Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rest of her ghoulish cabal, took to their dear friend Elon's Twitter and said, See? I told y'all them were fucked up. Of course, that was followed by the usual screaming into the void by a number of well-meaning yet ultimately useless left-aligned accounts chiding her for being exactly what we all know that she is. Ted Cruz's social media team has just stopped trying at this point and simply edits the same tweet every time this shit happens and replaces the name of the town. Sadly, there'll never be a solution because America simply doesn't want there to be a solution. The vast majority of us have become numb and desensitized to any report of a school shooting at this point. And we've just been reduced to a, oh, another one? What the fuck? That sucks. Before moving on to some other atrocity that pops up and takes away our revolving four seconds of attention. But then there are the people that will fight tooth and nail to keep a vast stock of weapons for no reason other than being afraid of the unknown, being afraid of their neighbors, afraid of what's behind somebody's closed door, just flat out being afraid of literally everything. And that's the thing, right? The most powerful weapon in the American arsenal is fear. Straight up fear, making you and I afraid of everything. The fear that is fed to us on a regular basis and now manifests itself in our schools and in our children. Good luck, parents. You'll need it. Seriously. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. This is episode number 155 of Complaints and Observations. 
I had to go back and edit uh, the intro to this week's show because um, it's, well, I got fucking pissed off. Not that it matters, or not that anyone cares, but that's how I feel. Confidently riding that fence as always, right? I mean, that's not really a fence riding issue. That's it just, uh, I, I say, I say it all the time that I can't wrap my head around it. And this is another one. This is at the top of the list that I can't wrap my head around how we just keep letting this happen over and over and over again. And I hate talking about it because, uh, I shouldn't. Nobody should. This shouldn't. This shit should not happen. This should be the sort of thing that when it happens, the entire populace is stunned and shocked, right? But not anymore. It doesn't happen. Moving on. This week is yet another where I have uh, little of any actual substance, substance to talk about, but there are some things that have come up which I do find interesting. First, the governor of the Commonwealth, Wealth, <laughs> we're off to a great start, huh? <laughs> the Commonwealth, the governor of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Maura Healy, announced a new general manager of the Mass Bay Transit Authority, better known as the T. They couldn't come up with, I, it's one of these things that I've never figured out. You couldn't come up with a better name, like nickname, than just the T. Typical, right? Uh, Philip Eng is his name, and Phil has a an impressive resume in that he has a lot of Fancy titles. I don't know how impressive, really, because I don't know the ins and outs of, you know, what he did as the um, the former uh, former Long Island Railroad president. I don't know specifically what he did there. He was also the COO of the Metropolitan Transit Authority. He was also uh, some other fancy titles. What's some of the some of his other titles? Let's see, uh, a chief engineer and executive deputy commissioner of the New York State Department of Transportation. In other words, Phil has spent his entire working life—not entire, but a majority of his working life—in New York. He's also a Mets fan. So, strike one, Phil. And he was uh, interviewed on the train riding the new Green Line uh, cars, which I thought was funny. That motherfucker should have been on an old Orange Line train. You want to see what goes on? You want to see what happens? Have him walk that tunnel between downtown crossing well in downtown crossing from the orange line platform down to the red line platform walk down that way buddy and then tell me what you think if you can make it through 
the river of piss and the constant wafting of piss, then we can have a conversation. I'm just so, uh, I, I just can't stand these fucking, these, these people who spend their entire life with fancy titles, right? And it, is it, I, I'm not going to say it's jealousy because it's not jealousy. I'm jealous of the guy's paycheck and we'll get to that in a minute. Like, you know. Show me instead of telling me what your fucking title was. Tell me what it, what you did to improve the uh, on time arrival, uh, the cleanliness, just the general overall improvements that were made to the systems with which you worked at. Tell me what those were. Don't tell me that you're gonna ride the fucking train every day from Newton in your McMansion. Because I don't care. That doesn't do me any good because you're going to ride the same Green Line train. You're going to be on a new, you know, hey, if you're on there when, when they fucking crash on Comav, hey, cool, that's great, good luck. Hopefully you don't get hurt. But this is a big fucking job. And it's not only a big job, but it's a, a bloated mess that he's walking into. This is like a, a decaying sperm whale on the beach type of bloat. Good luck with that, Phil. One way to make Phil feel a little bit better is uh, that his base salary, base, is roughly half a million a year. 470000 And then he has something called retention payments, which I don't know what the fuck that is. So if you don't get fired, you get a bonus. Then he also gets success bonuses that'll start next year. So you mean to tell me that he can somehow have successes in fucking eight months? What? Bravo, Phil, for negotiating that gem. Because I give him three to four years before he's gone. Three to four years. And, and you know, something will happen where he gets not pushed out, but he's offered another job like Chicago comes calling for some reason. And he takes a job, but nobody says that it's a pay cut because... He couldn't stand the bullshit of the T. The worst part is that the T doesn't even include the fucking commuter rail. It should all be one thing. It should be one umbrella. But nope. We have to farm that out. And that's dog shit too. World class city. Boston, Massachusetts. Where in sections of your relatively small public transit system you have to get off get on a bus be driven to various points get off the bus get back on a train not efficient at all phil uh best of luck to you bub you're gonna need it and i'm i'm, I'm genuinely curious to see how this pans out Because this was a rousing, I mean, the back padding going on at the State House was just through the roof. Various groups and people, uh, you know, the, the MBTA advisory board. <laughs> what the fuck do they do? 
Unreal. Unreal. I could not believe when I saw those three, you know, words, I guess, for the lack of a better term, put together. MBTA Advisory Board. What on earth do these people do? Who are they advising? What's the advice they're dispensing? Hey, don't suck. What? I made the mistake yesterday of taking the commuter rail to to work, right? Yesterday was a late day. So start start late, end late, scheduled once a week. That's how it goes, whatever. So I took the 10.15 a.m. train into South Station. Get to South Station. I'm like, all right, cool. I walked from South Station to the office. Nice. So I was, you know, I was very excited. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, Eight o'clock rolls around. Get downstairs, go outside. Well, it's fucking pouring. I'm like, oh, Christ. So we're going to take the orange line to the red line. All right, whatever. No, no big deal. One, one subway trip in a day is not going to kill somebody. So get on the fucking orange line. Get off at uh, Downtown Crossing. I'm walking the platform to get to that piss-stained tunnel. When all of a sudden, uh, I happen to see coming from my left, in front of me, to my left, a gentleman uh, holding a phone in front of him, yelling. So he's clearly filming either himself or whatever's in front of him. And he's yelling. I don't know or don't recall what he was yelling, but I assume he was yelling at somebody because then he charged into the open door on the train and fucking just slammed a dude into the opposite door and started fucking wailing on this guy. So I'm clearly stunned. I happened, there was another guy looked at me, I looked at him, and we started walking towards the towards the train, and uh, then they started fighting each other, and we, we immediately were both like, eh, fuck it, and turned around and walked away. And by that point, multiple people had, uh, you know, tried to separate these two, and it's like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing? What are we doing? Where's the fucking security on the guy? There has to be something. I'm not saying you put a cop there, but there's got to be something there. There's got to be. There's got to be something. Give me something. Give me something or someone to just pay attention that when somebody's fucking pissing in the goddamn tunnel, that you at least tell them to fucking take it outside, right? It's well ventilated. Downtown Crossing is is a a long and uh, glorious history of piss. Take it outside. You don't need to do it in the tunnel. It's inside. It, you don't need to do it. Get the fuck out of here. That's a whole other set of problems. But Jesus fucking hell. <laughs> it doesn't make it any less disgusting, does it? So best of luck, Phil. Uh, I hope you love Boston.
actually have some great news. For once, uh, justice has been served. And criminals have rightly been put in their place. We got weights in this! There we go! I could not be more pleased to see that these two scofflaws are finally uh, seeing their day in court. That's right, the We Got Weights in Fish saga. Which, I listened to that clip like six times. (laughs) It is still so fucking funny. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, it's just so great. Really is great. Uh, Anyways, Jacob Runyon, 43, and Chase Kaminsky, 36, have pled guilty to charges of cheating and, quote, unlawful ownership of wild animals, end quote. Um, They pled guilty. And basically it's, you know, apparently cheating in the state of Ohio is a felony. Of all things in Ohio, cheating is a felony. And the unlawful ownership of wild animals, a misdemeanor. They're going to be sentenced in May. I am just... It, it, honestly, I'm, I'm... I'm... I'm puzzled by the whole thing for, for so many different reasons, right? One, that these two fucking dolts thought they were going to get away with it. By sticking literal lead weights inside of these fish. And then, and then the fact that, like, they may go to jail. Probably not. But there's a very slim chance that they do. My guess is that they're going to get probation and have to do a shit ton of community service that involves, I don't know, cleaning fish or something gross. But man, oh man, these, these two fucking idiots... They, their fishing licenses have been suspended for three years. Like, what? What? Like, that's a part of their punishment? Oh, hey, you guys can't fish. Shit, man. Well, look, I mean, when all they do is fish, I guess that's, you know, I guess that's, that's a thing. But, like, every fucking article that you read had was filled with, like, fish puns and all kinds of crap. But there was a, a quote from the Cuyahoga County prosecutor, Michael C. O'Malley. Quote, this plea is the first step in teaching these crooks two basic life lessons. Thou shall not steal, and crime does not pay. End quote. Ooh. Mike O'Malley dropping the hammer. <laughs> what a mess. What a gigantic fucking mess. Like they have to, uh, they forfeited the boat that they had used in the competition. It doesn't say if it was like, um, 
if it was won in a contest, which it very well may have, but like, how the fuck do these guys go on? I, I would imagine, right? And I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine that these guys have full-time jobs, families, and that the fishing was kind of a side gig, right? But, man, how do you, how do you, how do you proceed in life? How do you, how do you move forward? Oh, it's crazy. Wait, is this a, this can't be the same guy. What? No. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> this Chase Kaminsky character is a fucking petty crook to the nth degree. Well, that's not exactly. Well, that part's petty, but one, the other part isn't petty. This motherfucker... Uh, apparently is now also accused of stalking and harassing a woman, but now faces a new charge for allegedly giving his son two phony $100 bills to spend at a bowling alley. Who are you, sir? Like, what the fuck? What? Oh, my goodness. This guy... Oh, oh, this is fucking unbelievable. All right, do yourselves a favor. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's rich, too. 36-year-old Chase Kaminsky and his 18-year-old son. All right. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. Um... Boy, his son apparently had passed two fake $100 bills to pay for several games of bowling. Police say the bills were obviously phony because they were printed with the phrases, quote, for motion picture purposes, end quote, and quote, not legal tender, end quote. Oh, my goodness. And then apparently they have a transcript. <laughs> I thought this was going to end with weights and fish. Nope. Oh my God. People are so fucking stupid. Oh, fuck. Of course, Chase's son's name is Caden. Caden texts his dad. Shit worked, Chase. Awesome. Should do another one for me. Caden, tomorrow? Chase, you still bowling? Caden, yeah, bring one of those hundreds. And he texted the way he texted it. One zero zero dollar sign. Chase, okay. Caden, you can come play. Cosmic starts at 11. Hey, Dad, come... <laughs> Hey, Dad, you want to play Cosmic Bowling? Yeah, come on down to 10-Pin Alley. Shit starts at 11. Bring the fake money. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Well, this guy is such a fucking dummy. So after the fish, apparently he was charged with stalking and harassment for allegedly tailgating his, his estranged wife's car and then followed her car into a driveway. What is wrong with this fucking guy? Oh my goodness, wow. That is amazing. Oh, what is it? Now I need to, now I have to do live Googling. Here's a fucking new segment for the show. Live Google. I was going to do, what was I going to do? Like, uh, oh, Wikipedia, like random Wikipedia page of the day. Yeah, I think I was going to do that. But then I realized, wow, that, that kind of sucks. But you know what sucks even more? Live Googling. Good news, I'm not finding anything else on the other fella, Jacob Runyon. He's not nearly as proficient, excuse me, of a petty criminal. Though he may have moved to Utah. Oh boy, that is something. Like, I wonder if they're still like buddies, you know? Oh, wow. That is so good. Chase Kaminsky. <laughs> there we go. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. That'll never not be funny. I mean, it might get to not be funny at some point, but for now, it's still fucking funny. Support for Complaints and Observations comes from listeners like you and by the LaPointe Institute of Thinking, proud to assist the public with the critically important function of logical common sense since 1978. All right, what else do we want to talk about tonight? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, opening day is coming up. Who in the city of Boston is actually excited about this team? That was all the people that are excited about this team. Thank you, people. The over-under in uh, a variety of different sports books is roughly... 76 and a half to 78 and a half wins this season for the Boston Red Sox. I want to think that they're better than that, though I'm not entirely confident that they're better than that. Um, they can't pitch. They, their bullpen's fine. But their bullpen is also held together by duct tape and spit. Like, there's a lot of injuries there. There's a lot of garbage there. And I'm very curious to see if they hit the way that people seem to think that they'll hit. I think they'll be better 
I think the lineup will be better than the pitching, obviously, but I'm just there's there's nothing there that has me excited. Like Tanaka, the Japanese kid, um I I'm looking forward to occasionally catching in a bat because look, I have zero interest in seeing this team play. Zero. Seventy eight and a half wins. Like, I have zero issues taking an under. Zero. If anybody wants to argue and take the over, that, I mean, have at it. But, I mean, to me, that under is... That's a very winnable bet. Under 78 wins. And you have to be downright dreadful in Major League Baseball to not win 78 games. You know what the thing is, though? It, it doesn't matter... Because that ballpark is going to be banged out enough every night. Uh, selling their $15 beers. That fucking dinosaur with rhinestones glued on it. Just biding their time until the Guns N' Roses show or the Dave Matthews show or the uh, Billy Joel show or some other fucking garbage show. Not that the first two acts are garbage. They're not. Billy Joel. Fuck Billy Joel. He sucks. Okay? Okay? Fuck Billy Joel. Not literally. Just fucking can't stand Billy Joel. Fuck. God, I can't fucking stand Billy Joel. <laughs> <sighs> but I don't know, man. Look, it's going to be interesting, um, but but not interesting enough for me to watch them on a regular basis. Like, I didn't watch them a ton last year. I'm going to watch them even less this year. I'm very curious to hear what the rate... You'll never really know what the ratings are because, you know, it, it gets buried in the newspaper, buried on Twitter, buried by the team. So you're never going to know. But I really hope people don't watch, and I hope that it fucking puts the fear of God into the ownership group to actually, I don't know, give a fuck again. That would be nice. Oh, but they just won. They just won a World Series five years ago. Yeah, they did. But that was five years ago. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, I told you I didn't have a ton. This week, and, and I legitimately don't have a ton. Um, I'm tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I shouldn't be. Shouldn't be tired, but I am. Mainly because I'm always tired. Uh, also, this nonsense of Lamar Jackson coming to the Patriots, look, it'll never happen. It would be fucking phenomenal if it did. Phenomenal. Like, I'd be first in line to buy a Lamar Jackson <laughs> uh, Patriots jersey. You know what I always find funny? And it's literally just me, but old fat guys wearing the jersey of, like, young professional athletes. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah, so... Uh, that's not happening. If it did, again, terrific. 
but it ain't. Uh, I got a feeling he'll end up staying in Baltimore. They'll figure it out. Because if they don't, Baltimore's really fucking stupid. That they've managed to botch this completely. They don't have anything else. It's not like, uh, who's that backup? Brent, Brett, is it Brett or Brent? I don't know. Huntley, the guy who was the seventh alternate for the Pro Bowl, so he made the Pro Bowl. Even though there's really no game, you just find a, you're playing dodgeball and tiddlywinks and whatever in Las Vegas. Oh, but boy, oh boy, would that be, wouldn't that be fun to have Lamar Jackson here? The complete antithesis, opposite of Tom Brady. Man, that would be a blast. That would be so much fun. Make it happen, Bob. Pick up the phone. Call Bill and say, look, uh, I own this team. Go make this happen. The pocketbook is open. The purse strings are loose. The check is blank. All of the above. Make it happen. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Yeah. As it is Wednesday, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the program, The End and Three Gripes. Uh, This is a short shift this week. Short shift. Um, Zero content. Short shift on a short week. Since I recorded late last week, I lost two days of content. Uh, And... Mainly because this show stinks. So there you go. Anyways, gripe number one, old ski lift tags. I need someone to explain to me why people feel the need to keep these fucking things on their jackets like they're some sort of trophy. Part of it is that I don't ski. So I don't see the appeal, the allure, the... the, 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 the I don't know. What else? I just hate when I see somebody... With a, with a winter jacket, usually an odd color. Uh, and at the bottom of them, you know, with the zipper, there's fucking 58 of these goddamn tags hanging up. It's a horribly petty thing to be petty about. But I've just never understood the point. Like, if you do it because it's a different resort or mountain or what have you, couldn't you find another way to collect them? So it doesn't make you look like a, a, a spoiled jackass of some kind? I don't know. I don't know how the ski lift tag works. I just know it's there, and I know I don't care for them. It's just a white guy thing to do, right? And honestly, this could very well be the most petty and about three years worth of petty gripes. Seriously, I've been this particular. This is like the only uh, segment that has lasted every single episode of this dumb fucking show. And this could very well be the most petty. So I am so proud to present that gripe to you. Gripe number two. The first week of spring. Yeah, I hate it. Because you know what it means? It means all of the assholes who love making noise with their motorbikes are back. 
just driving around, ripping shit up, making noise. I fucking hate it. How do all these pricks not have, like, a debilitating tinnitus? Like, I have one ear that is constantly loud ringing all the time, every day, for my entire life. I would say, at the very least, the last 30 years. And it's only gotten worse. Yet, I'm not riding around on a fucking stupid motorcycle making noise every goddamn day. Meh. And honestly, that's the only just punishment for having to endure the bullshit whenever the, the weather happens to be pleasant around here, which is not often, mind you. A group of people no one should ever really care about making noise solely so that others look at them. Just a bunch of look at me Louis. Me, 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 me. Pissy, pissy, pissy pants tonight, huh? Pissy Pants Patty. Papa Papa. Gripe number three, running. Yeah, that's right. Fuck running. <laughs> I don't... I, this, this is the part of running I don't get. Look, I don't get running in general. I understand that it's good for you. Um, fine, what have you, whatever. I've, I've never been a runner. The, the last time I did any sort of consistent running was like playing basketball in a small-sized... Uh, church gymnasium. And that was 25 years ago. I'm fat. But last week, I saw this girl running down Atlantic Avenue. She stepped in dog shit on the sidewalk. And she literally, like, you know, I was behind her, and she went past me. And I would say about, you know, 25, 30, 40, however many fucking feet in front of me, I saw her step in dog shit. She slid a bit, stopped, yelled out, fuck, audibly, like I could hear it, fuck, looked around for sympathy that uh, as sure as that dog shit wasn't coming, and started to, like, scrape her shoe against the sidewalk to try to get the excess dog shit off of her running sneaker. And that lasted about a minute. And then she just kept right on running. Now look, common sense... Maybe not common sense, but... Common fat guy sense would tell you. But that was probably the last time that she runs in the city. Nope. Because then I saw this same girl running... Earlier this week, how do I know it was the same girl? She had the same outfit on. It was very difficult to miss. And I, I didn't notice her shoes, because I wasn't looking at her shoes, if I'm being honest. But it was the same girl, and she's still running. I don't see how, how running in a gym, or preferably a, on a treadmill in your own home, isn't more appealing than running in the city. And having to literally keep an eye out for actual shit while you're running. Explain to me the point of that. Explain that to me. I need to know the fucking appeal. There has to be something. I just don't know what it is. 
I don't know much. But I know that running in the city of Boston and stepping in dog shit is not fun. So there you have it. Uh, so listen, as I mentioned, short shift, that'll do it for the show. I've got nothing this week, but the good news, next week. Next week is going to be the gratitude episode, and I'm going to do my damnedest to do an entire show of things that I'm grateful for. It could also be a short show. I hope it's not. I hope it hope it lasts a while. <clears throat> but I hope that you'll see it in yourself to call the show and share something that you're grateful for. 100% serious here, okay? No jokes, no gags, no gimmicks, nothing. I want a serious phone call. Leave me a voicemail. What are you grateful for? Give me one. Give me something. Give me two. I am genuinely curious. I'm genuinely curious. And I'd love to hear from you. I know what I'm grateful for. I would like to know what you're grateful for. So. Do me a solid. Call in 617-657-4736. Leave a voicemail. And tell me what you're grateful for. And then next week, it will be on the show. Um, You can go to my Twitter page at ComplaintsPod. My Instagram page also at ComplaintsPod. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't do anything with, a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I also have a Mastodon and Post account that uh, I guess they exist. 617-657-4736. Call in, leave a voicemail. What's on your mind? But next week, what are you grateful for? Tell me. I'd love to hear it. And right now, I'm grateful for you who have foolishly chosen to tune into this crap as I am about ready for bed. I am gassed. Why am I so tired? Fucking hell. This is not good. I am not getting sick. Um, but listen, uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta. <laughs>